Don't settle for an idea. Don't fall prey to the idea that you need to have someone, because that is what often leads you to being in love with an idea instead of a person. Build yourself up such that love can be a choice for you, not a desperate need that needs to be fulfilled at all costs. Instead of trying to find someone, anyone, to fill a hole in your life, start by figuring out who you are and enjoying life on your own. Once you are happy with yourself, you are more likely to attract others who are happy with themselves. Hello, beautiful people, and welcome back to another episode on the Good Life Podcast with me, Noor. Thank you so much for joining me in another beautiful and soulful episode, and I hope you are doing well. You know, we are definitely, truly, so appreciative of your time and your effort. You know, in listening to the episodes week after week. So thank you so much to each and every one of you for being committed to your own self development and healing journey. And you know, don't forget to give us a follow. As well on whichever podcast platform that you're listening this from, you know, in order to get the notification on the episode releases, and it would be so great if you could also give us a good review as well, which would definitely help to bump us up in the podcast charts. So thank you so much, guys. Okay, and you know, in today's episode, you know, we're gonna be exploring the topic of falling for someone's potential, and how that is just gonna get your heart broken, right? So, you know, have you been in situations when all you see is the possibility that they will change and you know turn into your ideal one day? Have you been in situations where you know you see the differences between the both of you, and you know you try to make them change into your vision of what a partner should look like? Do you compare your relationships, you know, to what you see from other couples, where you constantly keep idolizing a couple for their perfect relationship, and you want to do things just like they do? Do you, you know, tend to look at, you know, finding your potential partner by seeing if they actually do check off those paper perfect traits, you know, like being athletic, beautiful eyes, a business major, similar hobbies and interests, and religious backgrounds, you know, on paper. It seems like the perfect match, right? You know, something your parents would totally approve. You know, something society would applaud you for. So, have you also been in situations where all you do is fantasize about what the future would look like to you with them, right? And it makes you even more frustrated and grumpy because the present self doesn't actually live up to that ideal. Or you know, do you hang on so strongly to the ideal version of this person that you know you are willing to change important aspects of you just so that you won't lose this ideal? You know, just so that they will continue to love you. You know, if you are nodding to most of this right now, then you know you have probably been allowing yourself to be in love with the ideal. You know, thinking that it is actually love. You know, and that is what falls. 
calling for the potential looks like, right? It looks like putting that other person on this pedestal, you know, for them to live up to this idea of what you have of them, you know, with all these unrealistic expectations being projected onto them for them to fulfill, for them to be, instead of focusing on building that connection with them. It looks like changing you just so that you could preserve that ideal that you have in mind. It looks like being attracted to their goals ahead of them and their goals accomplished behind them more than looking at what you have in the now, in the present moment. You know, don't get me wrong. You know, it is important to understand their past, you know, because it gives you a glimpse of the person that you see today. And it is important to know their future goals goals and their values so that you are able to see if you are possibly gonna go in the same direction as them. But the thing is, when you get so focused on those and not on the present person that you are seeing right now, you end up deluding yourself, right? You end up allowing yourself to live in this illusion bubble. And, you know, when that day does come, when you encounter the real version of that person, You know, that illusion bubble that you've been living in just pops, right? And that's when you find yourself, you know, feeling so hurt and disappointed with, you know, who you're seeing in front of you right now, right? Because you've been living in, you know, either the past or the future and not in the now. You end up not asking yourself the important question of can I live with this present behavior that I'm seeing in the person, Am I really okay with that? You end up not asking yourself if you are honestly able to accept them for who they are, right? Their flaws and all without repainting the truth, without compromising on things that are really important to you. And asking yourself these honest questions are important because it helps you to realistically evaluate whether that person is genuinely good for you. It helps you decide what works and what doesn't work for you anymore, right? It helps you to decide if you want to continue proceeding with a relationship or to leave. You know, one of the main reasons for us to have this tendency to fall for the potential is because of low self-esteem, right? Think about this. You know, when we experience the positive feelings of healthy, high self-esteem, We believe that we are good and worthy and that others view us positively, right? When we experience the negative feelings of low self-esteem, we then believe that we are inadequate and less worthy than others. And therefore, you know, we have this stronger desire in wanting to fill that void externally in order to be seen as worthy. You know, when you come from a place of insecurities, It results in you wanting to control your external situations at all costs, right? And this leads to really unhealthy relationship habits. You know, one other thing that I also want to highlight and address is, you know, the difference between expectations and standards, right? Because a lot of people tend to have this mixed up and believe that they are interchangeable. But these two are much more different than you might think. You know, when people have this confusion between the two terms, 
it leads to them, you know, to have this lack of appreciation, you know, having unreasonable judgments and disastrous misunderstandings that really ruin relationships and dismantle happiness. They would, you know, end up enforcing all of their personal rules onto their partner without allowing any flexibility to be who they are, you know, and to not allow their partner to express themselves authentically, right? So, What is the difference between an expectation and a standard? So an expectation is a strong belief that something will and should happen in a certain way, right? So there are clues to what you truly want, hope, and need in your own lives. You know, as human beings, we all have the right to want good things and appropriate behavior, right? We just always have to remind ourselves that they are just expectations and that we do not and cannot control anyone but ourselves. You know, whereas a standard is a level of quality, right? Something that is accepted as a norm. So this could be on a personal or collective level, and this becomes the foundation of good judgment, right? It is one which empowers you to take ownership of what's happening around you in your life. You know, it's your standards that actually determine how other people would actually treat you, right? So expectations are more, you know, fictitious than factual, which can sometimes lead to disappointment, you know, when the anticipated result is not achieved because they may or may not be realized, whereas standards, they are derived from facts, right? It's the facts that you live by. It drives effectiveness, productivity, and good decision-making. So, you know, let me give you an example of this, right? You know, for example, a standard for a relationship might have you look for someone who is intelligent, well-read, and with whom you can have rewarding intellectual conversations with, right? And an expectation you may set is to have intellectual conversation pretty much every single time you interact. You know, if someone meets your standard of being able to have intellectual conversations with you, but according to your expectations, they aren't able to hold intellectual conversations with you every single time. And, you know, if you didn't know that there is actually a difference between the terms standards and expectations, you will probably unconsciously mistaken your expectations for a standard, right? And this leads to internal frustration. And that frustration can often be interpreted by you as, you know, signs of incompatibility in the relationship, right? As a sign that they have violated your standards, which is nothing of the sort. And another example is this, you know, if you were to put it out there, that your partner is to always greet you with a bouquet of roses and a smile after work, then that is an expectation, not a standard, right? It's a dream scenario that you have created in your mind and want to have realized each and every time. Consider this. How likely is it that you know your partner is always going to have that energy you know, to pick up flowers for you after work? You know, how likely is it that they will always have a great day at work and will be able to greet you with a warm smile? 
And you know, the answers to those questions are: it's not always that your partner will be full of energy and positivity. Right, and to greet you with a warm smile—that is a fact. Because you know they are only human. You know they are not robots, right? And you know if you expect them to be that way, you know being all positive and cheerful all the time, you know thinking it is something that will be meeting your standards and hence you know making you happy in the relationship, then you know I'm sorry to say that it is completely unrealistic. Right, because you are confusing between standards and expectations. So you know to distinguish between the two, you know standards and expectations. So what a standard would look like in this situation would be you know to expect your partner to be generally affectionate towards you, but communicative enough to tell you when they have had a bad day at work. Right, so in such a case, you notice that you don't expect anything definite, but you do expect a certain standard of behavior, which is affection, respect, and honesty. Right, so in this case, your standard has been set where you expect them to communicate to you that no, they in fact had a bad day and they probably need you know some alone time. Right, so you know, in the case that your partner were to come home looking upset, and you know, if they didn't want to talk to you about it at all and just you know go ahead to their room, how would you react to that? You know, would you be offended? Would you take it personally or think that you know you did something wrong? Right. So based on the standards that you have set for yourself, right, where you expect affection, um, you know, respect and honesty. Then you know you would naturally feel upset because they didn't even communicate to you about how they're feeling, right? So the root cause of your feeling upset it wouldn't be because your partner didn't meet your expectations, but it would be because they didn't meet the behavioral standards that you have set for yourself and for the relationship. You know, which therefore hurts you and inevitably your relationship, right? You know the saying, you know, don't have expectations in relationships. I mean, you know, you can have them, but don't pin your standards to your expectations, right? Recalibrate your relationship expectations for those, you know, existential needs, and know how to differentiate between, you know, an expectation and, you know, a standard, right? And don't mistake having no expectations as having no standards, because not having expectations does not translate. To not having high standards for yourself in relationships, right? Your standards should be high enough that you expect to be treated well. So abuse of any kind should never, ever be tolerated, right? Nor should breaches of trust, you know, such as infidelity, you know, lying or addiction, right? So when you have set high standards for yourself, you will feel more empowered. To call out on bad behavior, you know, setting a standard for yourself helps to invite only things into your life that you want, that are good for you, and accepting no less, right? And the reason why you keep going into cycles of abuse, pain, and hurt in relationships is not because you have high expectations or the lack of expectations, but it's because you set your personal standards so low. 
that you just allow any type of behavior and habits to enter your life, right? Or you've confused between standards and expectations such that you have allowed yourself to get upset and disappointed on the wrong basis, right? And this makes it harder, you know, for you to personally work on yourself and your relationship issues when the root cause has not been identified properly. So, you know, instead of raising the bar, you know, by which you measure everything else, you know, instead of raising expectations in others and romanticizing the expectations in others, you know, which is beyond your control in terms of how they would respond to it, right? I would invite you to look inwards and to look towards yourself and to take your whole life to a higher level by raising your standards. You know, for instance, if you want to have a healthy relationship with someone, then embody those qualities you desire. Live those qualities. Be those qualities, right? You know, in the words of Wayne Dyer, you attract not what you want, but based on who you are, right? For you to be able to identify someone who is genuinely good for you, you know, and not falling for the ideal and potential, you need to be living those positive qualities in the present moment. You know, because at the end of the day, it takes one to know one. So identify with your own personal understanding of the golden rule of do unto others as you would have them do unto you, right? And then enthusiastically live this very beautiful mantra. And, you know, in relationships, when each individual, you know, has set that higher healthy standards for themselves, it results in more kindness, more love, and more respect shown to each other. So, you know, telling the difference between standards and expectations, it isn't always easy, right? And this is especially true in moments when either your standards or expectations are not met. And, you know, in such moments, you know, you can feel an array of emotions. You know, it could be anger, hurt, you know, disappointment. And these are all powerful emotions that can actually cloud your judgment and define your reactions. And when you let that happen, when you react rather than respond, you might actually lash out on your partner, you know, yell at them, say things that you probably didn't mean to say. You know, none of which are actually constructive to your relationship, right? It actually makes it more destructive. And because of this, you know, I feel that it's really important to pull back, you know, when you are greeted with a surge of emotions. You know, perhaps, you know, it's something for you to reflect about, you know, when you are faced with an obstacle, how do you best overcome it? you rush into the situation head-on, you know, acting out of panic or anger? Or do you actually tackle the problem, you know, calmly and without rushing? You know, odds are you deal better with a problem when you are calm and collected, right? And when your mind is decluttered and not filled with, you know, so much of the chaos and the stress, so, you know, let's say, you know, your partner did something that either didn't meet your standards or expectations. You know, instead of taking this as a call to arms, why don't you 
try and allow yourself to take a deep breath and pull back, right? Take deep, calming breaths and focus on the flow of air around you. And you know, if you need to, let your partner know that you need some time alone to process your emotions, right? Settle down and sit comfortably and just observe your emotions that you're feeling right now. Is it anger that you're feeling? Is it panic? Is it disappointment? Is it fear, right? What is it that is surfacing right now? And try to understand why you're feeling this way without judgment. You know, for instance, is it because your partner just stormed into their room after work without communicating with you, you know, what they're feeling, right? Despite you having, you know, asked them to at least communicate with you first. So, you know, at least you know what's going on. Or is it something deeper, right? Do you maybe feel disrespected as a result of your partner's behavior? Or do you feel as though you were ignored and not heard? So, you know, observing your emotions and reactions and then reflecting on them, you know, it can really help you to get to the bottom of what fuels all these feelings that you're feeling right now, right? You know, it might be difficult, but, you know, it is an amazing opportunity of, you know, doing this exercise, of actually asking yourself, is this serving me, right? Is this emotion that you're experiencing right now or the reaction that you are, you know, putting out, is it really serving you, right? You know, in other words, is this emotion or reaction helping you or hurting you, right? Is it serving your needs as an individual or is it you know a hindrance you know re-traumatizing you even further so questioning yourself you know on this important question right can help you to let go of what you need to let go and acknowledge what you don't and once you do you can decide in a calm and logical and rational way right you are in a better position to then ask yourself that important question of, can I live with the behavior that my partner is exhibiting? Can I live with it, right? This is such an important question. And this question is a perfect way of deciding what's a standard and what's an expectation. Because if you can live with something, odds are, you know, it wasn't a standard. It was just an expectation, but if you can't live with it, then it is a standard that needs to be met. You know, it is definitely something that you need to pay close attention to. So understand yourself better so that you can do what's best for you, right? And that concludes today's episode. And I hope, you know, it helped you in your journey of introspection. So my dear friends, don't ever settle for an idea. Don't fall prey to the idea that you need to have someone in your life because that is what often leads you to being in love with an idea instead of a person. Build yourself up such that love can be a choice for you, not a desperate need that needs to be fulfilled at all costs. Instead of trying to find someone, anyone, to fill a hole in your life, Start by figuring out who you truly are and start enjoying life on your own, 
right? And once you are happy with yourself, once you are confident of who you are right now and what you stand for, you are more likely to attract others who are happy with themselves as well. So look for people and look at them as people rather than fantasies or ideas, right? And in the long run, you will have more rewarding, meaningful, and fulfilling relationships. And as usual, here's leaving you with a quote to ponder upon. I know you desire to know love, but I just hope you know that you don't have to wait around for it. I just hope you know you don't have to wait to be noticed or chosen by someone in order to feel beautiful or to know that light is shining through you. There will be people who will see you for who you truly are, and there will also be people who are too busy or preoccupied or just don't have the time. But their lack of ability to see you is not a reflection of you or your worth. The state they are in will not hinder you from being led where you need to be, no matter how well you know them or how connected you feel to them. You will still bloom in the way you were meant to be, no matter who does or does not notice you. So thank you so much, my dear friends, for your time and listening all the way through. And we truly, truly do appreciate, we can't, you know, put into words how much we truly do appreciate your support your love for our channel so um don't forget to also follow us on our instagram the good life underscore podcast if you haven't done so where you will get amazing daily updates on you know motivational quotes and as well on our episode releases so in the meantime be bold be beautiful and stay the amazing you that you are take care everyone lots of love